Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of ESI Insight. I'm Adam Fitch, I'm your host and I'm also the editor of Esports Insider. On today's episode, I'm joined by Trisha, the CEO of FlyQuest. She's undoubtedly turned the organisation around on many fronts and we, we really get into that throughout this, this episode. It's quite a long one. I hope you all enjoy. I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's quite a... Um, uh, I, I guess it's heartfelt, to be honest with you. And, and Trisha really opens up and and gives some of her personal philosophies and, and, and explains why she runs FlyQuest the way she, she does and how she's approached things. And you can see it comes from the most authentic of places. So I find uh, this conversation to be a, a really insightful one, really touching one as well, actually. Uh, and I, I kind of hope that translates to everybody at home or in the office listening as well. I want to wish you all well. Thank you very much for choosing to to listen to this episode of ESI Insight. And we will catch you on the next episode. Enjoy. Trisha, thank you so much for joining me today on ESI Insight. Uh, as always with these podcasts, I just want to uh, thank the guests for taking the time to speak to me. So, So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is my first podcast. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up, actually. that That's insane to me. I I thought you'd have a phone just for podcast and interview requests at this point. <laughs> well, you know, podcasts are kind of a new thing for me, and I've been getting into them recently. So uh, this is my first time as a guest. I'm really excited to do this with you guys. So, so how long ago did you did you take on the role of CEO at FlyQuest at this point now? I lose track of days. And I imagine you do too, but you should have a better idea than me. Yes, absolutely. I mean, right now, like we were talking earlier, the days are getting a little bit blurry with mm-hmm. quarantine. But I've had the privilege of being CEO at FlyQuest since January of this year. And I will ask a hard-hitting question straight away, uh, even though I should go easy. I just, I just kind of say, or kind of ask, like, what was it? about the role that, that was desirable to you? Like when you joined FlyQuest or when you entered eSports, was this kind of role always something you uh, thought you would take on or did it kind of come out of left field and, and just happen? Yeah, so great question. So I've been in eSports for over a decade now and I initially started as a competitive player in StarCraft Two. I was also a streamer on Twitch and uh, I did hosting and interviews for a lot of big tournaments at that time. So IGN's IPL 3, IPL 4, and 5. Uh, and I eventually transitioned into the business side. So I moved on to, I guess a little bit about my background more, is that I personally never considered myself a pro player, even though some people define me as that. Okay. The reason being for that is because I never joined teams, although I had offers. And it was because I honestly didn't have time to dedicate myself as a pro player and do that full time. Especially if you're thinking about 10 years ago, it was really difficult to make a a living and a salary. It's not like the tournaments and the prize pool and the player salary and some of the benefits were there as they are today versus, you know, previously. Back then, like a $50,000 tournament was the biggest thing ever. You know, that was like at IPL4. And that made news, and now you have multi-million dollar tournaments, you know, at TI. So, just to give a comparison, ten years ago in esports is a very long time. So I did compete, and I played at MLGs and other tournaments. I played competitively, but I, I defined myself really as starting out as a streamer. So I streamed. Uh, back then, it was just in TV, and then it 
later graduated to Twitch TV, which we have now. And so I streamed. I that was my main thing, and I loved it. Really, the whole purpose behind me getting into esports and streaming was because I wanted to make people happy. I truly wanted to create, if you will, a prototype of Paradise on Earth through my through my channel. Okay. I wanted it to be a place where people felt safe, and that I encouraged gratitude, like practicing daily gratitude, and. Even when trolls came in or people used to ghost me back then because you couldn't really put delay, I always responded to hate with love. That used to be my, my saying. And my, my branding used to be all about, you know, you're much appreciated or just happy. Because honestly, during that time when I was streaming, I was going through a lot of personal struggles. Okay. Uh, you know, my, my dad was diagnosed with cancer and my early 20s and when he was diagnosed he was told that he only had three months to live so it was a big shock mm -hmm. for my family and myself and streaming and gaming was my outlet it was my really my positive outlet for me to turn that into something that I can concentrate and I can compete in at a high level again honestly it wasn't really my intention to ever be a pro player it kind of just happened I think because a lot of time and dedication and because I have grown up playing games since forever I have two older brothers who are like 14 and 12 years older so you can imagine or sorry 14 and 10 years older my sister is 12 years older uh, <laughs> there's four of us and I'm the baby so you can imagine like Video games have been my only way of being able to compete competitively. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, I think naturally I, I played, a, I played, I don't know how many hours of Brood War, probably like 10,000 plus hours. So I was always quite good. And when StarCraft II came around, I was, you know, always top eight uh, ranking, I think, masters at that time when I was playing. And I just happened to be good, right? It, it was more that the time and dedication I used to escape some, if you will, of, of the pain that I was going through with my family and my dad and being able to process it, I was able to focus my attention on gaming. So I, it, the outcome was I was a top player and you know not to be a pro player. But really I streamed because I thought there must be other people feeling like me and I would love to focus my energy and and attention to make this world a better place. And if I can do that through streaming where I can reach people globally and other people who may be feeling like me, or even if they're not feeling like me, just a place where we can hang out, you know, and be safe and be happy. Um, that was where I wanted to put all my attention. And I actually remember telling my dad when, when my dad was around that, you know, every time before I stream, uh, I always like pray and I try to do my best to be used as like a positive instrument and make other people happy and, and make sure it's a safe place uh, and do everything to serve others. And he really expressed his confidence in me. And just by saying like, I know you do, Trisha, was a really special moment for me. And it still is. Yeah. And that's always been, uh, I guess, my inspiration behind getting into gaming and esports. And this is my long, long answer, long <laughs> roundabout answer of saying that I guess ultimately becoming a CEO of FlyQuest or being involved in 
in esports to this degree was always my intention, but more because I wanted to use esports, and I still do use esports as my platform to make other people happy, yeah. to help other people, to express gratitude and just be a positive light. And that was always my intention from when I first got into esports as a streamer to when I became like a host and a caster and an interviewer for major esports tournaments. And then eventually at that time, I thought, you know what? If I don't go full-time in esports, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. Yeah, uh, Because I was using my PTO time uh to do esports events. You know, I use my vacation time to go do more work in esports. And at that time, I used to do business software and implementation um, for ERP and CRM systems. So that's basically enterprise solutions. Uh, in layman's terms, it is your customer relationship management tool for sales team to use and get organized with processes. It is ERP is a big enterprise solution that uh, basically organizes all the different departments and, you know, and have one system that everybody logs in, clocks in, yeah. you know, has their general ledger, all, all this fun stuff. I won't go too much into that, but, but that was my uh, background for like operations, all of that. And so I thought, you know what, I can use my business acumen and my, my just, I guess, passion for esports and bring something different to the table. And that is when I went to take a chance and go to Azubu as their global director of esports. And I was responsible for bringing over 12 million unique monthly visitors to our, to our site, which was awesome. That was our... That's not too bad. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was um, some of the milestones we had to hit for our investors. And my team was directly responsible for that, hitting 1 million to 5 million to 10 million unique monthly visitors. And I was able to bring 12. So... Um, and then from there, I transitioned to Immortals and LA Valiant as a head of partnerships, yeah. where I secured partnerships from AEG Worldwide and Omen by HP. And honestly, I had always wanted to work on the team side because for me, just a little bit, I guess, of a secret, I always thought like, awesome, I can do this with my channel where I did a lot of community interaction. I hosted over 70 Bear Cup tournaments which which what I called it for amateur scene and pro scene. Okay. Uh, I did charity work where I raised money to do Ikebana, like flower arrangements, where I actually did a meetup and we had over 40 bear cubs. And that's what I called my fans back then. And I still do, my loving bear cubs. Uh, they actually came to a park in LA or LA County in Arcadia. And across uh, the street at that park, there's a hospital. And we actually physically donated and gave 200 plus arrangements to the patients there. Um, and so that was what my stream was always about. And I used to always think like, <clears throat> awesome, if I can do this esports and I can do this with my own channel, imagine what I can do if I can influence the broadcasters to not do what I'm doing, but like have their own spin on doing good for the world, right? And using esports to do that. That's why I went to the streaming platform. I actually honestly got offers from Twitch TV to go there as well, but I always love the underdog story. Um, and quite honestly, I wanted to stay in LA because that's where I'm born and raised. That's where my mom was or still is. Um, and after my dad passed, I put a big priority on just family, you know, and, and I don't want to leave my mom and go to San Francisco. So I went to Azubu TV. Um, and then I thought later, imagine what I can do if I'm closer to the teams and the players and try to inspire them to do positive things and, and 
do good. And so um, that's where I went to Immortals. And then FlyQuest actually approached me when I was at Immortals. And I joined, uh, I left Immortals in January, I think, January 8th even, on 2018. Mm-hmm. And that next Monday, I started at FlyQuest. Um, to be fair, I just want to clarify, I did put in my two weeks notice. I actually stayed for like over a little bit over a month at Immortals just to make sure, you know, um, just to make sure the transition's smooth. You always want to pay your respects and mm-hmm. just treat everyone well. Um, but after that, I didn't take a break. You know, after Immortals, I just jumped right into FlyQuest. I was really excited. And the reason, finally, 10 minutes after your question, the real answer, <laughs> but I think it's important to have context, uh, is I joined FlyQuest because it was the first opportunity that allowed me to create company vision. Mm-hmm. Because while I always had a consistent vision for myself personally, if you if you notice everything I did, while it may not be what the company's vision was where I was at, my personal vision was to always help other people. I want to help other people and make them happy, you know, serve others and express gratitude and, and make gratitude popular, right? And, yeah. and teach people to, to do that. While that was my own personal goal, you know, why I did what I did while I was a streamer, while I did what I did when I hosted or casted, what, why I did what I did when I was creating um, community tournaments or community like live events. And this is back then when people didn't do those things. You know, I did that in my branding through my stream and et cetera. It was always because of that reason. But when I joined Azubu or Immortals, um, my my vision is what motivated me, but the company didn't really provide that. And at FlyQuest, when I met Ryan Edens, our president, we had a dinner and we were talking about just our philosophy and what what's important. And we were aligned on wanting to, to create a company that can be a platform to help other people, right? right. Um, and it's really aligned with what I wanted to do. And I honestly think that is why I was lucky to get the position I got. You know, I got hired as our CEO to start um, just because of my sales and uh, operations background. But that I think that's why I was able to secure my job. You know, I, I honestly think that having that vision and being aligned with Ryan was one of the things that really just boosted his confidence in me. And just gave me the privilege of being able to start that at FlyQuest. And that's why you can see so many things at FlyQuest, like my previous Bear Cubs, or even now, have said like, oh, that makes sense. That's why you're doing Ikebana. That's why, of course, it's all about nature and you know appreciating nature and its beauty. Um, because I'm able to do that because Ryan has given us the permission to do that here yeah. at FlyQuest. And truly also because he believes in that. He wanted to create a company and that, and also why I joined is because I asked him those same questions. What kind of company do you want this to stand for? What is it that you believe in, et cetera? And so the first week I joined, that's the first thing we worked on was our company vision and like, okay, if you want to help other people and that's what I've always been about, that's why I, you know, what's motivated me personally through my career choices or just in life. And now I get to do that full steam ahead with a company then let's go, you know? And so yeah. that's kind of, that is why I joined FlyQuest and why I just couldn't, I just couldn't like ignore this offer. It was, it, it's my dream job, truly. 
I'm, I mean, it's it's also a role like uh, being like the lead of a, a, a company that's at the forefront of a brand new industry. It's not an opportunity that comes about too often. And um, I, I think it's important that you gave the, the context really as to how you got started and why you chose esports and such because um, it's, it's very transparent. It's very plain to see that you actually like walk the talk, you know, on this front. Um, it, it seemed like instant like when you joined FlyQuest in the capacity of CEO when you when you took over as CEO that that you that you had these interests and and you had this kind of ethos about you of of how you wanted to be run and and the difference like seems black and white between the old FlyQuest and and the current and, and future FlyQuest and I mean a lot of people say they're about a certain lifestyle but it, it never seems truly sincere but I I think if if anything um, has become clear since since you became the CEO of FlyQuest, it's that you you very much use that platform for the very reasons you've described, and I think I think it's a very noble thing to do. You know, while while of course it is a business, and and therefore you want the business to be fruitful and to actually operate in a profit and stuff down the line, of perhaps like <laughs> um, using it as as a platform to empower and enable others and create communities and stuff is. Yeah, it's, it's a very noble and, and incredible uh, kind of approach, really, and, and not, not one that many organizations take. No, thank you. That It really means a lot because I actually uh, <laughs> visited my mom's house a, a while ago, and I don't know if you used to do this, but when I was in elementary school, we had to do daily journals. Or, right. And anyways, I found these. Basically, you know, I was cleaning up my room and in my mom's house and taking some things to my apartment. And while I was doing that, I was like, oh, my God, look at my my writing. It's so neat. Or like, you know, you're just looking at whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I opened it and I looked at from kindergarten. I think you're five years old in kindergarten. But the point is, I saw in there that I want to be, you know, it, it put what your aspirations are. And and I put. Uh, I want to be a flower teacher. I want to make other people happy. Uh, and I was really proud of myself, <laughs> to, to be honest, because I was like, I actually did those things. And it's always been what I've wanted to do is in life, I just want to make other people happy. I know that sounds so cheesy, but I truly do. Like, I just want to serve others because I really think the key to happiness is making other people happy. And I, I mean that with and I hope people don't take it too extreme. I don't mean it like sacrifice everything and mm. don't make yourself happy. Don't take care of yourself. I'm not saying that at all. You know, just want to clarify. But I think if you help other people and you serve other people and you are doing everything in moderation, because that obviously matters, um, while taking care of yourself and are practicing gratitude, it is really difficult to be unhappy. And I know it's easier to say than to do. Like, it don't. You know, of course, I had my struggles while I was doing this, mm -hmm. but it really helped me. Um, and it's just something I've always believed in. And that is, I hope if people look at my career or just like the decision I made, it's pretty obvious to see, as you said, like the reason why I became an Ikebana sensei, which is um, flower arrangement. Ikebana means like, Ike means to like live. Bana is like Ohana in Japanese, which is flowers. So it's like bring life to flowers, okay. if you will, loose translation. Um, there's different schools of it. 
just like there's different schools of martial arts, right? There's like karate, taekwondo, all of that, right? Um, and my personal school of Ikebana is all about making other people happy through flower arrangements. It's to appreciate beauty and nature. And while you're doing that and you're creating art, the hope is that when other people see your arrangement, they feel gratitude and they feel, you know, they appreciate its beauty and that kind of saves the world through nature and beauty. And so that's why we're doing all these things about our Go Green initiative. It's something that I've grown up doing since I, I can't even remember because my mom is also a Kibana sensei. So she started me really young. Um, that's why we do that. Right. And that's why yeah. we're trying to take this, I would say niche approach because it's pretty unpopular to be the nice guys in esports, for real, yeah. especially right now. Um, you know, it's it's more dang to be savage and in a world of and like, live evil. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And by the way, I'm not saying none of those <laughs> are cool in its own right. Like that's awesome. But like it, it was, our approach is very different, right? For yes. sure. The the only um, other like I can think of Tor Toronto Ultras trying to do that a little bit in the Call of Duty League. Where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. we'll be the nice guys, but like they're doing it like tongue in cheek. Where whereas I see FlyQuest as like really sincere and just like, yeah, let's let's actually embody happiness and wholesomeness and gratefulness and and community, you know. And yeah, that that's certainly while some organisations will say they value community and such, I don't think they're serving it and cultivating cultivating it in the way that you are. Mm hmm. And I think you know we just have an opportunity in esports to do things differently, right? I, I didn't want to look at a playbook per se and see what other teams are doing or anything because I can never imitate another team as well as they are, right? I, it just can't. Like I, I, for example, I really appreciate C9. I think Jack is brilliant. Uh, I've told him this personally. Uh, I always have. I've known him for a very long time, you know, ever since I was a, a Zubu. I actually hosted IPL4, so I met a lot of the now owners, you know, when they were players or, mm -hmm. or way back then. Um, and they're, like, so fun, and they're the meme team. And we are not going to pull off what they do as well as they do, right? It's just not us. And I think it's yeah. important to stay true to yourself because that is just who you are. Like, no one can really copy us, even if in the same vein that we're doing what we're doing because it's coming from an honest place, right? Yeah. It is genuinely, let's make people happy and it's not just this cheesy thing like, okay, we're the good guys and that's not fun because, <laughs> you know, who said kindness is boring? I, I'm, I'm here to say that because people, people usually have this, I don't know, this association with kindness is weak or, you know, vulnerability is being weak. And I think being vulnerable is strong and it takes a lot of courage and a lot of self-awareness yeah. to do that. It's just, and you, I think you get more, yeah. you get more engagements on social media. If you dunk on somebody rather than uplift somebody, I think that's rather. Yeah. Telling. Yeah. And just in life, right. It's, it is difficult to be vulnerable and yes. to admit your mistakes and to be self-aware enough to know what you need to work on be, and, but it's important, and I and I do want to make that more common because without understanding your failures or your insecurities, it's very hard to take the first step. In fact, I think it's impossible. You, you don't know what you need to work on if you can't identify the problem to begin with, right? Yeah. And I, I want to show that kindness is cool. You know, kindness doesn't mean you're boring. You can have your own 
uh, personality with it. Like we are still, we try our best to be witty and so funny and we have our moments when we're feisty as well. You know, it doesn't mean you have to be mean about it. Um, and I think that's just the important thing that we're trying to really push is do just stay true, true to ourselves. I have a very clear, clear vision of what I want Ficos to be. And that's why our vision is, you know, to showcase greatness. And that that is the belief that greatness already exists within everyone. And we want to help them find and showcase it. And a key term in there is that already exists because I, I truly, I personally at least believe that. I, I believe that we all have greatness within us and we're all unique and we all have something unique to bring to the table. And it's important to say that. Uh, you know, we're not saying in any means that FlyQuest is making people great or we're making people better. Um, we're instead like helping showcase that. We're giving them that platform because for me, esports is my platform to help others and connect with other people. It has given me so much uh, personally and it is, I, I think it's just, I, you know, I'm just so blessed to to work in esports and to do what I do, uh, and get paid for it. <laughs> frankly, like to, you know, to work in something I really care about. I, I still play games until three, four in the morning, to mm -hmm. be honest, and and don't sleep. <laughs> and then, you know, I've met my fiance through esports. I've met some of my best friends in esports, and it's helped me cope during my hard times. And actually, even after my dad past like three months after my mom got diagnosed from, with cancer and it it is something that I've been able to focus like in positive energy you know on something that is mm -hmm. important to me and to help others while I'm going through my own and it's just given me so much and my mom is really proud of me too and um and really understands esports why it's important to me you know before she just just thought it's a video game but now she understands like wow this is something that a lot of people care about and you can connect with. And if you're, you want to inspire change through your own way, do that. That's amazing. You know, of course, at the end of the day, look, I do want to say this. We want to win. Of course, our goal is to make worlds that will never change. What we are will never change. You know, what we are is a competitive esports team, right? We are an LCS team and we want to win. Of course, that, that is a given. We should never, that should go without saying, but, why we do the things we do, I think that is what FlyQuest has clearly defined. Why yeah, we do, you know, our Go Green initiative. Why we compete in the way we do. Why we are creating TreeQuest or SeaQuest and doing these campaigns. It is because at the end of the day, we believe greatness already exists within everyone and we want to help them find and showcase it. That is why we're doing these initiatives. This is why we're doing these campaigns to invite everybody on this journey. Because... Who said you just have to only compete and that's all you do? Well, you can compete and you can do that at your core, but you can stand for something more. And so I, I think the why is just really important and is something that we define. And that was my first priority, like I mentioned. Uh, my first week at FlyQuest was, you know, I got asked, hey, let's do our revenue strategy. What's our marketing plan? Like, like let's just dive in. And I think too soon people just dive in without knowing what your North Star is or what your company right. vision. So we set that first, showcase greatness. And I'm like, look, Ryan, once we lay this down, we're good, you know? And he, he agreed. And so we worked on that together. And then once we laid down our vision, we set all of the foundation. Okay, like now 
going with showcase greatness, who are the people we need to hire that embody that and who also believe in that, you know? Okay, what are the initiatives that fall under that? And in this exercise, I'll do like Go Green, right? Our Go Green initiative. All right, now what campaigns support Go Green? We have TreeQuest, we have SeatQuest. And it just made things simpler, but not really easier, you know? It simplifies what we do and the opportunities we take and the partners we sign and yeah. et cetera. Um, but of course, work is still work and difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm sorry. I, I feel like I feel like I'm I'm. I know this is a podcast and you're supposed to talk a lot. So please, please, <laughs> no, please, no, but please interrupt me though if I'm going too long. I, I, obviously, I'm just really excited. I, you course. know, you asked me about things about FlyQuest. I I genuinely care and why I'm in esports and it kind of just outpours oh, in course. me. But please, no, no, feel no. Free that's, to, that's the important <laughs> thing. At the, at the end of the day, um, this podcast in particular is to to give like provide access to people like as you say you've never done a podcast before so nobody is probably uh, from a fan perspective or other people in the industry that you haven't worked with probably heard the reason as to why you do things and have not had the opportunity to really understand what makes you tick and why you made the decisions you have and how you ended up where you are you know and, and i think that's that's the benefit of a podcast over say like a written interview like it allows like width and depth that an article doesn't so the fact that you're, you're willing to to open up about about things we're really appreciative um the fact that you want to talk about things like that's amazing i mean imagine a podcast where, where you didn't want to speak at all that, that would be a lot worse you know Thank so, you. You're, you're too kind. No, no, no. I, I, I just realized, I was like, oh my gosh, she asked me this. And um, I, I just think context is important because I, I do want people to know, though, like why. You know, it's not it was just as simple as like, hey, I got a job offer at FlyQuest. And they're like, you can do our company division. I'm like, cool. That is an awesome new project or a new opportunity or something that's good on my resume. Or, you know, it, it was it was much more than that. And I want people to understand why it was so much more and why I'm even in esports in the first place. Um, and I hope people can truly see that's why FlyQuest is the way they are. Yeah. Um, but I just want to reassure people, I know that what we are is an esports org. And that will always be our focus, right? But again, just want to share the why because why is what truly differentiates us. Like you have your product differentiators, like your, you know, the titles, the game titles we compete in or maybe our competitive achievements or the partners we have. Like, sure, those are important product differentiators, but that is not our true differentiator. That is not our brand and what, why we are here. And so I, I just wanted to highlight that. So thank you again. No, 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 of course. <laughs> uh, no, there's no need to worry at all. Like literally, um, there are podcasts out there where you can tell the other, like the guest doesn't want to speak. So it, it's, it's great that, that you're, you're willing to and you're willing to, to really go into things and, and um, there's definitely going to be things that people can take away from this. Like it's going to be enlightening, you know. And actually in, in, in one of your answers, you kind of actually answered a, a question I wanted to ask, which was like your short-term goals like uh, upon taking over the role mm. of CEO and, and you mentioned like establishing the North Star and, and, and the focus and how you're going to do things and the approach and, and why you're doing it that way. And um, and so with that in mind, I want to ask like the reverse of that, like what is, what is the long-term goal? I know you mentioned worlds and such, like is it to, is it to win worlds? Is it to be something much bigger um, on like a, a social level? Like what what are you really working towards saying like the next five, ten, fifteen years if if you've kind of got like a somewhat of a plan that far ahead? 
I'd be lying if I told you I had a 15, 10-year plan. Yeah, uh, so. yeah. I just meant like a, maybe like a rough outline as like <laughs> where would you, you where you would like things would be, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, so I think let me go to like the first plan. I think this is important is when I first started as CEO, right? I have the privilege of executing my vision. And to kick off this year, 2020, we launched our initiative, Go Green. And Go Green initiative, that is the belief that everyone has the ability <clears throat> to affect real change for our planet. And we want to facilitate ways for us to address important environmental issues together. So that was the first thing of like, okay, now that we have our vision set, right? Showcase greatness. Uh, <clears throat> now that we have just know what our North Star is, no matter what, let's now create our initiative. And, and that's what we did, right? Go green yeah. and lay that foundation. And then from there, we created those campaigns. The reason why I'm saying this over is because the first goal of, of FlyQuest was to really create brand equity because frankly, we lack that. Um, and okay. we're still working on that, you know, um, you know, I just want to be honest, like we're still working on that, but I think we've made a huge improvement I agree. from, you know, 2018 FlyQuest to 2020 FlyQuest. People understand why we're doing what we're doing. People understand what showcase greatness means and that vision. And frankly, like I mentioned to you, that was what I did the first week I joined FlyQuest. So that means in January, 2018, we already had this established where we, where we could have improved um, was that, well, first of all, just to share some benefits is that, you know, it created that direction, you know, it created purpose. It helped us understand the type of people we wanted to hire, the players that we were looking into. It was very helpful, right? It created it established culture and the strategy of just like empowering the people to make the right decisions, right? And and okay. to understand what our goals were. Because if they understand our vision, they can take that as inspiration and run with it, right? Everybody mm -hmm. needs some structure, some some direction. And so with, you know, 2018, we successfully created our company vision, like I mentioned, showcase greatness. And it just gave us direction, purpose, and everything we did, everything we did truly supported that vision of creating just a ultimately creating a strong, uh, healthy company culture, right? And we're united under one goal. And when I say this, I also mean our players. Our players understood what it was, why we're doing the things we're doing, which also helps helps them participate in like our marketing initiatives, oh, right? Course, yeah. it, it's not just something where we're like, yo, tweet this. And they're like, okay, I'll retweet it. I don't care about it. This is why when you interview any one of our players, they can talk to you about our Go Green initiative. If you look at any uh, interviews from TreeQuest, they all talked about trees, even during games um, and team comms at the end when we're, um, you know, finishing Nexus. They're like, trees, 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 you know, are getting more, more kills. They understand, like, they're helping the environment. With now, they're doing, like, corals, and they understand why um, our jerseys are the way they are. They're not just floral jerseys that we did for spring, and it's just, like, an aesthetic thing and just pretty. They understand it has meaning. And if you look at Travis Gafford's interview with um, – Santorin, he talks about why it's so meaningful to him. You know, it reminds him of his grandma who also cared about uh, nature and flowers and why we're doing what we're doing. And Jason, uh, <laughs> you know, famously 
said like because we're going green b you know <laughs> he used a profanity there but i won't do it <laughs> and like that is awesome right that that means that what we're doing is meaningful and it and it reflects through our players through our staff and everything we do and that's yeah. success that is how you build true brand equity so the reason why i'm saying laying that foundation that was not just first priority and like a short-term goal i think that is like a consistent goal that we have forever like long term is like my job and responsibility is to make sure that i am always providing this company vision that i am talking about it consistently not just externally and things like podcasts so our fans know about it um you know and our partners etc but also internally internally i have what we call monthly flight plans which are company-wide updates where our players participate, all our business staff and competitive staff join. And this is where I share updates. And then every single update, even though everyone knows what showcase greatness means and why we're doing our Go Green initiative and what Sequest stands for, I remind them every time because I give them the why. What is our purpose? What is our goal? Why are we doing what we're doing? And now I can share how and what you know, we're doing, we're yeah. doing things like the LCS aquarium and this is how it ties back because people are smart and it's important to inspire people. I think that's really important as a leader to, to share that because now they're more invested, they have buy-in and they can talk about it and it means something more where they can really participate and we can get their feedback and they have skin in the game, just like us. They're not just treated like products, you know, like players aren't just like our product that mm -hmm. we're just advertising with if, if you will um but going back to what we didn't do well because i i think it's important that i'm transparent and also you know also self-aware like i mentioned what's important talk about your weaknesses is that while we had this in 2018 and it helped us all internally and and establish this foothold and that's why we we're able to do everything so successfully in 2020 that's why i'm not saying it was like such an easy transition where it's like ta-da suddenly you know FlyQuest is doing pretty well instead it was laying that foundation but what i recognize is that we didn't do a good job externally communicating that that is why it seems from an external point of view like wow FlyQuest just finally flipped a switch suddenly um, and the magic just happened. No, it took a lot of hard work yeah. and a lot of time and me constantly rallying for our vision and getting buy-in from them. Because initially, of course, not everyone agrees with you and that's totally okay. But now um, it's not like I'm trying to get everyone to agree with me, but I'm trying to get them to understand why and to see what, how it's important to me. And hopefully they get inspired. And luckily they all have been, you know, and some of them have taken a different approach, what it means to them to showcase greatness. And that's totally fine. That's mm -hmm. why it's, that's why it's kind of ambiguous in our, in our vision, because they can take what that means to them. And like, you know what, I want to showcase greatness through collegiate, which, you know, which we've done before with our career workshop. Or I want to showcase greatness through our women's empowerment movement, which we did through um, having our first female merch line in esports. Where like it was a dedicated line of sports balls, crop tops, yeah. leggings, and you know, and all of that messaging, which was really important to me, was I'm never. I made sure that we never came out saying that we are making the industry great now, right? Through showcase greatness, we're not saying, oh, our women's merch line is something that everybody's been waiting for and finally we're empowering women through this because that's just wrong because who are we to speak for all women 
instead we made it about like we're empowering women through giving them more more choices and that's up to them if they want to wear things like this because we saw an opportunity where these uh garments don't exist in esports yeah awesome we're gonna create it so they can make that choice but we're never saying females dress like this and you should and that's her empowered or like you know being upset that they only had unix of clothing we're just saying this is more options and i think making sure i emphasize what that definition is is all i really need to say to my staff and players of like greatness already exists within everyone that's what we believe and so how do we uplift other people how do you guys want to do that right because everyone has a different take especially our players care about different things and so we listen to our players we you know we we get their feedback like we find out what's important to them and that's why we've done like cooking shows we've done beach cleanups because those have been led by different players and but if you can see it consistently ties into our vision so i think you know for our long-term goals that will always be something that we're doing it's just right now um i've realized going forward we need to put that same energy into sharing our vision externally as we did internally and so as CEO, it's my priority to share that vision with everyone. So now we have myself as more um, outspoken. I'm getting out there. I'm sharing that internally so our players can speak about it through their interviews or any opportunities that they have. You know, our staff is. All of our marketing initiatives, all of our campaigns voice that. Showcase greatness is front and center, right? And our campaigns are for Sequest. Like how we showcase greatness, mm -hmm. such as TreeQuest and Sequest, is out front and center. And we're always tying back, tying back that messaging because if we don't control our messaging, then somebody else will direct it, right? And, and that's a mistake that FlyQuest had is that no one knew we stood for this even though we always have. Right. Um, so as CEO, that was my privilege. And I think previously, you know, Ryan was our CEO and now president. He just wasn't out there. Um, and so that was something him and I talked about is like, let's get you out there, Trisha, front and center. Uh, I want to make sure we promote you and like, Let's do everything at once, you know. But this um, is your first podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so exactly things like these. Um, but for other long term goals, I, I think it's important to just note, like our strategy starts with people. Right. And so we're empowering our staff to make the right decision. To lift us up, build brand equity. That's something that FlyQuest really needs to do as much as everyone now understands our vision. We still need to build brand equity. Um, and we want to qualify for worlds, um, and we want to just continue bu building these pillars. Um, and so everything that you see from us, I think has a lot to do with building brand equity and having that brand strategy from the vision to right. the initiatives we have initiatives, this go green initiative will last at least one year. Um, you're seeing the campaigns that live under that, such as tree quests and sequests. Um, and we'll have to continue doing that. For other things, of course, like we want to build other IP and et cetera. Um, but before I talk about that, I think it's important for us to focus on like what is our number one priority because I want people to recognize like we're aware we have a lot of work to do and we're excited for it. You know, we want to have that challenge. Yeah. But I also think it's important, at least for my staff when they hear this, that like I'm proud of them and they did a lot of good work. You know, we, we've done a lot and we're proud of ourselves, but we, we do have a lot. Yeah, a long way to go as well. <laughs> so, so while you're building brand equity, which which I yes. I believe is worthwhile, there are other organisations that are going out there and and say, getting into Valorant super early and and spending 
thousands on salaries in a title that doesn't really have an established scene in, in the competitive sense. And uh, and there are some that are uh, recruiting players on ridiculous salaries, um, even in the LCS. And, uh, like, it is... is a huge expansion on like the the competition front, something that would that would interest you, or is it okay? Like, how would you even approach that? Like, say, um, it's like okay, we need we need more teams under the FlyQuest banner. Like, mm-hmm. is it is having the number one team everything in that sense, or is having a team that's maybe in the top ten or the top five, but like really aligns with the showcase greatness kind of ethos? Like, how do you approach that entire thing? And is that kind of in the pipeline, would you say, like an expansion into more titles? Absolutely. So I we're always looking at expansion. What I was referring to was, again, kind of like brand strategy from that way, um, it, uh, from the vision to initiative campaigns. Right? I'm think, talking more about, like, marketing. Now, I mentioned earlier, like, product differentiation is important as well Mm -hmm. and that is like the game titles that you compete in and etc right now we're an lcs team and we're focused on that and that is intentional because we want to build it up and do everything right and really focus on um being the best or like one of the best at least before we expand we don't want to half-ass anything, yeah, if that makes spread sense. spread yourself too thin. Um, yeah, and I think it's very important. Um, and I, I do want to commend the teams who are you know, massive and have so much equity in other verticals. I, definitely. like that, that is awesome. But I think with the bandwidth we have and with our strategy for now, we're just focused on LCS. We are definitely looking into other game titles we always are we you know there's a different there's a lot of different qualities we're looking for and you know the publishers and you know the partnership it would last and uh, you know a lot of different i guess variables if you will uh before we make that jump right but flyquest is you know an lcs team and and i think we want to get our foothold in that like who we are um what we're doing in lcs so people know our team identity and build that brand equity before we expand. Um, again, we're we're definitely looking at expansion. I'm personally, I mentioned to you, I'm sometimes playing till three, four in the morning. I, mm-hmm. I'm playing Valorant or League. <laughs> Time for you to come out um, of uh, retirement, then, isn't it? And, and, <laughs> and represent I represent your and own I love team. That. Unfortunately, I'm not as good at FPS as I am at RTS, <laughs> but um, like I, I I love it personally, right? I'm playing, so I'm watching all the tournaments big fan of Wardell and everybody else. Um, But from a business standpoint, as you said, we have resources and certain bandwidth and our priorities. And for now, uh, from our ownership group, we all agree that building our brand equity first, let's do league right. And then let's build out from there. Just as we're also looking at influencers, we're looking at different content creators. You know, we understand that we can build other products and different IP. Um, so I think we're going more of that route. Um, Instead of taking of, the 30 million raise and and going aggressively into every title and then having to cut back afterwards like a few organizations have and are doing. For now. For now, I think, okay. you know, we, we have a, I, I would say we have a unique strategy. Uh, 
look, it is super important. Don't get me wrong. It is super important to have influencers, content creators, all of that. And I respect teams like 100 Thieves and what they're doing and their growth. It is massive and it's amazing to see. Mm -hmm. But you can tell their strategy is clearly, they're not just getting numbers just to get numbers. You know, they're they're building their merch line and their product first. And they, yes. they, are, they are a merchandise company and they own an esports team, of right? Course, and yeah. they have a certain product and their their revenue strategy is very clear to see. So in that same vein, FlyQuest is looking to build our own IP as well and do things that we think are scalable and have longevity um, while we also focus on being an LCS team and look at other opportunities. And it's too early for me to try and like poke you on yeah, what those things are. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to yeah otherwise I was I've been an open book throughout this, but like this this is just um something we're still working in the process of doing. Uh -huh. Um and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to share pretty soon. But you you would say it's quite different from what other organizations are doing, your peers and your co um competitors, I guess. Uh, I think it's it's more, I would say maybe while we're doing different things, I think we have a same understanding of certain teams, right. like understanding that, you know, winning isn't everything or some teams are more focused on product and you can see that they're building viewable hours and, you know, focus on sponsorships. All of those things are important. Again, I, I'm saying literally everything is important. And if we could have everything, then yeah. that would be awesome, right? Um, but with anything, I think you need to focus on priorities. And I think our priorities may be a bit different than other teams. Right. And and uh, as, as we've said throughout this, like prioritizing and uh, mm -hmm. promoting the right things. And there's um, been quite a few kind of movements in recent months in esports and wider gaming yeah. and even outside of that of course like very very important social issues and as environmental crises we're going through as well like uh, do you feel yes. a, like a, a responsibility uh, like kind of run an organization to to be a a voice a, against certain things or with certain things depending on what the movement may be and like do, do you think organizations as a whole have a responsibility uh, to do that or is putting up a a tweet condemning something and then never doing anything about it like is that good enough for an org like what what kind of standards and, and approach have you got there yeah so just like Previously, when we we're talking about different strategies and like what is our long-term goals, etc. Well, well, ours is unique. I'm not saying ours is better, right? And I'm not saying other teams is better either, or we're worse or vice versa. Right. It, it is just different. Um, and I, I think from a business standpoint, it's very clear to see kind of what teams are focusing on on what. Um, you know, a lot of the successful teams who are profitable do have another product outside of just their esports team, if you will, like TSM has Blitz, right? Mm -hmm. um, so they're working on building other IP and, and on the tech side. Um, we're as well, you see 100 Thieves and just a lot of the successful brands. Um, revenue comes from like sponsorships, merchandise, media, all of that. Um, and I think, I think we're all trying to figure out what works best for us, you know, what, and that, that, that accounts for a lot of different things. Like, you're, you're, you may not be able to have a long-term strategy if your investment group is hitting you with really hard milestones, right? And yeah. really crazy turnarounds. Like 
when I was at Azubu, geez, I worked, no joke, uh, our first two weeks when we launched, I like slept at the office. And, I believe like, that. Yeah. It sounds very and easy. I was up to like, yeah, 20 hours a day for like two weeks. Um, <laughs> actually, because we're on a podcast and I'll, I'll be very honest, I, I actually developed like three bald spots on the top of my head. They, they grew oh, back wow. after I quit, but like I was super stressed there. Like I was working 16 hours a day for many years, never taking a, a break. Oh, and while I was able to reach 12 million unique monthly viewers, um, it came with a lot of sacrifice and it was because our investment group was just rough, right? Like they weren't necessarily thinking, they were thinking more of an exit strategy and not thinking really long-term, right? So with that, I had to think of, I had to adjust my strategy, right, to that. And how do I hit 1 million unique monthly viewers to 5 million unique monthly viewers to 10 uh, to get the next um, raise? Because my team was directly responsible for that. We had like over 100 plus employees. That was a lot of burden on my shoulders because yes. I don't want to make people lose their jobs. I want to make sure we get our next round of funding. Um, and the reason why I'm sharing that is because your investment <laughs> group matters a lot and uh, it, it sets the tone of what you're allowed to do right what your goals are because ultimately yeah. that's who you answer to yeah so i think with FlyQuest, we have an ownership group that i'm really grateful for that this has been the first time that i've been able to plan long term um previously i'm other other teams or just anywhere I, I don't think we had that flexibility where we have the luxury to create our brand equity they understand they're in this for the long haul so we're able to do that so that's why my goals um you know accommodate their goals mm -hmm. so in that same sense of now what we're talking about and um you know your, your question now of what are we able to do? What are our expectations and kind of just what we think our responsibilities? I don't want to say our way is right either and like other ways are wrong because some teams I think are held accountable differently. Right. And what I mean by that is like some teams, while maybe they do want to say something, they can't because maybe their investment group doesn't agree. Uh, we saw this with, you know, uh, I think CLG got a lot of criticism, uh, yeah. you know, during the BLM movement. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I am very so grateful. Uh, again, this goes back to why I joined FlyQuest in the first place and why I keep saying that it's a privilege to work here and be CEO because it truly is like it's really my dream job of course i run um you know when blm hit um you know and by the way i don't want to say hit because sorry i, I want to correct my phrasing it, it's a constant thing right it is a constant thing mm -hmm. but um i think when it recently escalated to a point where it got more attention yeah right? uh, let me say it that way we were the first team to speak about it um, and it's uh, it was a quote directly from myself. And that is something I, of course, share with my ownership group because at the end of the day, even though I'm CEO, I don't own the company, you know? Yeah. Um, but they allow me to have that voice because I think we share that. And that is such an honor. Um, so we were the first team to speak about it. And because that is true to us. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say like it all teams should do that um, 
because I, I don't want to speak for them. And, and, and I'm not saying this to be safe, honestly. It's because I've been learning as I've been getting older. I've been getting a little bit wiser of trying not to judge others because you don't know what they're going through. And what I mean by that, on a business level, not just personal, you don't know how their investors are. You don't know how they're run. You don't understand their roadblocks or the, their bandwidth, uh, et cetera, right? So for us, those decisions, like I mentioned, because we have a vision of showcase greatness, because it's so clear, it is obvious for us to participate in those conversations because we believe greatness already exists within everyone, right? And we want to help them find and showcase it. We want to be a platform to help others. So that is why I told my team, like, dude, we have to say something and here's what I want to say. And that's why we made the tweet we did, you know, a message from, from myself. That is also why we did... Uh, Pride Month merch and 100% of our profits went to the Trevor Project. It's also why, um, you know, with the news of some of the bullying and the Me Too movement and just everything that's been coming out in our industry, you know, and uh, Recful and just like really heavy news. I also was like, I ha we need to say something. I I wanted to say something, honestly, of yeah. just, hey guys, like I know it's not our job, really. And it may not be our responsibility, but we still have to do something. We still have to be like, let's be better. Let's help other people and let's pay attention and call it out. You know, like it technically sure isn't your responsibility. It technically isn't your job. But do you really want to live a life? And again, this is just my opinion on just technicalities. I think we can be better. And I think we I really agree. need that now more than ever. So because we have our established vision, it, it makes sense for us. I, I have the opportunity to do that. And so Ryan allows me to have that voice. Um, so for us, it just makes sense. Like, of course, we're going to be talking about that because that's just what I believe in personally. And we as a company, that's what FlyQuest stands for. So, um, you know, Ryan then doubled down and delivered that uh, he donated $10,000 Mm -hmm. to the BLM movement That's once uh, Riot said that, uh, you know, they'll be matching up to 100K. So we're like, cool. And at least Riot told us uh, that we were the first team to just to participate. Like immediately when I saw that email, I was like, we're in. You know, I was like, Ryan, of course. And he's like, yeah, of course. So it's, it's really easy because I think we, we're smaller. There's not as much red tape, so we can just move swifter. Swifter. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we were swift about our decisions. And that, for us, that is why you've seen us be a part of that. That is why we're calling attention right. to the environment um, and to TreeQuest and the importance of planting trees and to SeaQuest and the importance of taking care of mar our marine life, especially the coral reefs. You know, that that's something that we've learned because we're always learning and, you know, we're, we're doing research as we go. We definitely don't know everything. But coral reefs are imperative to <laughs> just to all life, not just to our fishies, but to all life. And, um, you know, the environment affects us all, mm -hmm. regardless of your political standing, your race, your gender, it's just humans. And, and that's just a framework we're trying to say, like, guys, and then they were people just like at the end of the day, we're all gamers and we're all in community. Um, let's try to do some good in the world. And, and have you seen like a, an increase in response and support um, when you when you've incorporated these kind of programs and initiatives. And I'm not trying to 
suggest that you're using it as marketing because I don't believe that's the case. I mean, you've 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 made it very clear that that is not why you're doing what you're doing. But like, have you seen people really get behind those movements? And and they are yes. definitely something that's quite um, uncommon in esports. I'd suggest like push, pushing I... for those those things. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, I do want to first thank you. I appreciate you caveating that. Um, of course. I, I just want to make, <laughs> make it clear, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, look, at the same time, though, I've realized, like, I don't get offended when people say that because it's just not true. Like, I, you'll get criticism, whatever, right? People's yeah, like, oh, Trico has marketing. And, like, if you pay attention just a little bit, you can literally find my YouTube when I was younger and fitter <laughs> of doing like the Ikebana thing where like we did 200 florins was like anybody who knows me knows that I- I've always done that stuff. Like I used to do, you know, art competitions and mm-hmm. tournaments and all these community stuff. So, um, but again, I appreciate that. Um, look, we have seen a lot of support and we're so thankful for that. Like that is awesome. Like then I just think I'm so happy. Like I'm so happy that other people care and all that. Um, <sighs> Because, look, I'm just like an optimist to to a fault. Sometimes my <laughs> fiance calls me delusional because, like, my optimism is like, I guess, like, no matter what, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that yes, we have seen support and it it motivates us to continue doing it, you know. But we've also seen criticism, you know, oh, really? and with anything like, or just people who have different views right they have opposing well, people thoughts. who think the environment is not important <laughs> or not as important or like uh yeah i mean there are people who That's don't wild. believe in climate change for sure oh god okay uh, yeah understood <laughs> um you know and that's okay like we're not doing it to impress those people we're doing it because we think it's important and and matters so um it's great. You know, we're learning a lot. And even with the criticism, we're learning how to better say it tactfully to to stay true to our words, but like say it in the most helpful and productive way as possible. Right. right. And, and that's why I think I'm taking so much care and even answering these questions is because I see oftentimes of like when FlyQuest is saying these things, we're not trying to compete with other teams either. You know, we're not trying to make other teams feel bad because they're not saying anything or even what if what if they don't want to say anything or they have a different opinion it's not like we're necessarily right it's just like what we stand for and what's important and how we're deciding to showcase greatness it's not the only way and i'm caveating this so much because i think it's so important because i see that so often of just people judging in general of like oh this is the right way or see how this is better or that or this is how you support blm or this is wrong or what have you and all of these things are really complicated and nuanced. So I think it also deserves a nuanced solution. You know, there can be more than one way. And before we focus our attention on criticizing people who are trying to genuinely help, you know, or, or and, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, when you try to help, you, you end up hurting, right? But you have good intention. While people are still learning, let's, let's focus on, like, teaching people and being patient and working with people who want to help. Isn't that amazing? You know, that, that people do want to help. So instead of criticizing them for doing something, the quote wrong way, let's guide them, let's teach them and let's, let's all try to be better and more patient. 
um, we're just doing the best we can in the way that we feel comfortable. Um, and so, yeah, I, sorry, I'm going a little bit on a tangent, but don't worry, no need to just, apologize. Just we're doing the best we can, and for us, we'll always—I I don't want to say always, but like I think for the most part, we'll always have a voice and stand out, just because I, I'm, I have. I'm pretty opinionated. <laughs> and when I see like injustice or all these things, like, I, I just can't, I just have to say something of like, yo, this is our expectation. Um, and we got to do better. Like mm -hmm. we have to do better because I've experienced things. I've been in esports for a decade. Of course I've been through my own stuff. Um, you know, it's also a reason like why I transitioned from being on camera talent to like behind the scenes. Yeah. I wanted to be appreciated for my brain. Um, because there's so many times when I was doing casting and hosting that people thought like, oh, she just got it because she's a, you know, she's a female or she's like cute. And I, I'm, I'm quoting that. I'm not saying those are my opinions, but like, you know, <laughs> and like she doesn't really know Starcraft or, oh, she's not pro. And, you know, at that time I was at certain tournaments, I was by far the highest rated caster Mm -hmm. out of the rank like i when masters was the highest i was always top eight masters before grandmasters came out but my counterparts you know at that time who were all, like silver and i'm not saying that that has a correlation to your skill in casting whatsoever but like they wouldn't get criticized for the same questions i would yeah. ask for the same mm -hmm. things and so because i think i've been through that as well um and i've learned that instead of focusing on just being competitive with that partner, you know, that person and trying to get that gig, like how can we just all be better overall and let's judge less. And now, mm -hmm. because I've also had the experience of like working with invest investment group who is really rough, you know, and not being able to do the things you do, even if you think it's the right thing, because I don't own the company, you know, or I just don't have that leeway because if we don't hit X, then we don't get Y. That, you know, so we can't really plan ahead. Like, it's just hard. And I know, like, from a fan perspective, of course, they're allowed to have their opinions and um, to criticize or to praise, you know, whatever, whichever way they want to go. Yeah. Um, I think it's important just to take a little step back and pause and realize, like, you know what, just because this team is doing X or this team is doing Y, it may not, you know, it's awesome to celebrate when teams, like, for example, us, I think, took a big stance on BLM or Pride Month, um, took a stance for um, just rallying everyone to be better and to acknowledge, you know, all the hardships that's, that's happening in our in our timeline. You know, it, it was really rough for a long time, all the different stories of mm -hmm. Me Too and et cetera and Recful is so sad. Um I think that's worth praise, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to then berate other teams for not, you know. I agree. No, no that makes yeah. sense. And in honor of time, we're gonna mm -hmm. we're sure. gonna have to wrap things up. But uh, I'm gonna be completely transparent. In in I I didn't plan a particular kind of route for this podcast, um, but I envisioned it being super businessy we're talking about raising and, and partnerships and all these kind of things and, and structures and, and such but like while, while of course we have touched on those things i i think it's been a really nice change of pace um from the typical kind of businessy chat and, and to getting into the, the the reasons behind doing things instead of just doing things like actually understanding and explaining the why and and, mm -hmm. and the things that that drive you and and i think 
um, this hour has provided a, a really good insight into into how you are as a person, who you are, how you've got gotten to that point, um, what you bring to FlyQuest, and then ultimately what FlyQuest brings to the esports e- industry and ecosystem. So I, I just want to thank you for, for taking the time genuinely and for being transparent and open and uh, articulate and, you know, really mindful. It's, it's honestly been a pleasure to speak with you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to... Uh... Thank you. Like, you know, it's a, uh, it's really an honor, and yeah, my first podcast. I was and, gonna and say, you made it exciting. Yeah. You made it exciting, and um, you you did a great job. So thank you so much, and thank you to Esports Insider for giving me this opportunity. And more importantly, if anyone stayed and listened to our podcast, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's important to share the why because. At the end of the day, this is what differentiates us too, right? Um, and it's good to get context and reasoning behind because we can talk all day about business and investments and raising and all of that, and you can read that in a book. Um, and so hopefully you got something a little bit unique out of this. I agree. I, I certainly did. So, I mean, if, <laughs> if I did, then I, I hope everyone who, who listens does as well, and I'm sure they will. So, so Tricia, thank you again for joining me. Obviously, good luck with... With everything you're doing at FlyQuest, I've got no doubt um, you'll continue to do great things and to carve like a unique path for the organization. And um, no no doubt we'll, we'll speak again in future, whether it's uh, for the website or at one of our events, maybe another podcast yeah. at some point so we can get you on a second one. You never know. We're no doubt we'll be in touch anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it as well. Thank I you, everyone. It.